coming up with unique intros every single fucking time. I was like, why did I do this? Why did I do this? I'm ex- I'm so excited for the fall because now I can bust out all my ciders. So veiny. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I assume that you, it had the receiving end. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have an A-hole. It has a C-hole. So it's all C-peg, no C-hole. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you now. I see what you're saying. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Gimme Dilute Podcast, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast that believes almost is good enough in horseshoes, hand grenades, and, and, and deadlines. Yeah, let's go with deadlines too. We can put them in that category, sure. My name's Turner. I'll be your dungeon master and host of pre, mid, and post-show announcements, which means I got a little explaining to do. So this is technically part two of the One Piece fight, which as promised, we're releasing a little bit early, not as early as I would have liked. And you really would think two years in, I would have a better feel for how long these episodes are going to take to edit, but not so much. So anyway, if you're a new listener, welcome. This is a part two of something. So can you not see the part one? Do you guys, can you guys not see the titles? Um, Nevertheless, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. And hey, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. New or old, we sincerely appreciate you making time for us and your busy podcast listening schedule. And of course, an extra special thank you to our patrons whose investment in the show helps us bring you bigger and better, if not timely, content. As always, want to remind you that Gimme the Loot is not a family-friendly show due to a mix of violence, profanity, crude humor, and gore, and, well, some roleplay that shan't ever be spoken of again. And one last thing, gang, election day is right around the corner. Prep, plan, get ready to go because we have some voting to do. We have got to make it happen. We got to vote in every election we possibly can. We got to vote reasonably. We've got to vote sensibly. We have got to be active in our efforts to ensure equality and body autonomy in this country. I know there's a lot of news out there to the positive and to the negative. None of it matters. What matters is you get up off your ass, you get down to the voting booth, you vote. You vote by mail. Vote early. Vote on time. Just vote. Doesn't take much to be a better hero than one of the party of five. Here's your chance. And with that said, let's start the show with Harland as Todd the Tiefling, Andrew as Moyle Mossberg, Jamie as Eldrin Thaneros, Jazz as Fate of Normir, and Anthony as Baba Tunde. And uh, speaking of healing spells, I figured this is coming. There it is. That's what we're supposed to get rid of this guy. <laughs> he shifts out of uh, rain bear form and uh, is going to cast Cure Wounds on himself. Shows more how it's done. Moyle healed everybody for eight. Yeah, don't knock Moyle. Moyle healed, man. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. I got a perfect score. That was a clutch heal. <laughs> it was a good. It was definitely good. I'd almost dead, be dead. Uh, it's going to be 3d8 from our boy uh, for the rain bear. It's a lot of d8s. A lot of D8s. Uh, he boosts himself back up 12. So he turns back into his little tiny form. Hands glow with mystic energies. He slaps him on himself. You see all the cuts and wounds heal back up. Uh, and he shifts back into rain bear form, feeling a little bit better than he was a moment ago. But that will be his turn. Then that will be uh, our boy up at the top. He's going to take another shot at Eldrin. Eldrin does a 10 hit, because he was using the sharpshooter this time. Oof. 
Uh, 15. That will be a 15. Fuck, a 15? Yeah. You had a plus 5? Yeah. Yeah, 15. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 15. I thought it was a 13. I thought it would be 3. Let me double check. Let me double check. I already got it was a plus 3. <laughs> Let me double check his deck. Uh, you know what? You're absolutely right. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's the uh, oh. <laughs> it's Black Suit who has the plus five. Usopp oh. only has a 16. Day. So, yeah, he only has the plus three. You're absolutely right. Oh, thank God. <laughs> does a 13. 13 does 13. not hit. Okay, no. nice. <laughs> so you see him pop up, draw his slingshot back as tight as he can. But it's got this spiked slingshot ball in it, and he accidentally pricks his finger on it. He goes, oh, and let's go, and it zings off into the water skipping across uh, and hitting a flying fish. This flying fish bursts into an explosion of meat and bone. He goes, oh, I'm always accidentally shooting those things. (laughs) For a moment, Aldrin feels a brief kinship, but that will bring us to his turn. (laughs) Aldrin, you're up. Am I within 35 feet of this guy? Yeah, let's say yes. All right, I'm going to use my bonus action to uh, use my planar warrior, and I will attack him. Okay. Uh, it doesn't look good, Jamie. What is it? That's a that's a nat one. That's a that's a that's a nat one. That's a nat one. It took a long time to show up. I thought it was gonna be something good. Uh, so <laughs> no, I saw it over here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna attack again. Here, Todd, laying on his back, undivided attention at you. <laughs> Sees you totally beef it, just whiffing it. <laughs> And you just hear from the deck, that's not good, Eldon. That's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The second one's an 18, though. That'll hit. Okay, so let's do some damage rolls here. Got 11 on the hit. Does Planar Warrior carry over to the second attack if you don't hit on the first? It's the first It's the first hit that, that hits, yeah. All right, Eldrin, finish him. All right, so Eldrin's first shot whizzes off past Usopp's head, and I'm, I'm guessing I hit some sort of seafaring bird out here. The sea- <laughs> well, there was just recently a flying fish that had been chummed, <laughs> and from the depths, the voracious owl shark. <laughs> <laughs> comes crashing out of the water in a moment and everybody gaffs and you even hear Spookalia go, oh, what a majestic, and then this arrow comes sp- sp- spiraling down at fucking exit velocity speed from the weird arc that it comes on from and it just blasts into its head and it just sinks beneath the waves and he goes, oh. Are owl sharks in danger? Well, th- they were. <laughs> Not anymore. Now they're extinct. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the last Elshar. Now no one will ever hear its beautiful song. Said to be able to cure even the most tremendous wounds. The second shot, Eldrin is pretty tired of this guy, so he I'm going to going to aim right towards his left eye and let a uh, arrow loose, and it is going to pierce his skull and come out the other end, but not all the way. It's just going to kind of kind of get stuck at the very end. So he's got the arrow sticking out the back of his head. Just kind of pulled most of the back of his head out. <laughs> you, you remove the back of his skull. You see him go, oh, and like grasp up at the arrow. <laughs> then this huge, comically large, like Eldra doesn't have exploding arrows, but comically large explosion that <laughs> takes off the top of their crow's nest. And you hear from the back, the, the, the gals at the steering wheel, you hear the one at the wheel go, I'm out of here, fellas. And just take the boat and steer off. I'm going to go get some treasure. <laughs> I was just here to leave them abandoned. It seems like what my character does. <laughs> um, as she steers the boat and they take off a 
abandoning their friends to fight you. So that guy is down. Anything else this round, Eldon? I think that's both your attacks. Yeah, I'm going to stay up here. Okay. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Todd, you are up. You may expend half your movement to get up. My action? Half your movement. Okay, I thought thought it was an action that I did. Yeah. So half my movement to get up. Okay. I will use that. And if I was to... Use my breath attack. Do I have to back up to get all of them? Because it's a cone of... It's a 15-foot cone. There's With the way they're positioned, there's no way for you to get all three of them. Yeah, no, yeah. okay. So, but can I get two? Well, I mean, if you... Because right here, they're only 15 feet apart from right... Like, that's, that's three spaces. That would be 15, right? So, here's the proposition, Todd. <laughs> if you give me a good athletics roll... Okay. I will let you leap... Jump in the air and throw it like a dragon? <laughs> I will let you totally kip up, do a forward jump off the forecastle, roll onto the main deck, and then spin around, and then you can either run up either staircase and either get the swordsman and the the straw hat guy, or the guy in the suit and the straw hat guy, depending upon whether you run up the starboard or port staircase. Okay, so, but if I get the the I, if the swordman, Bob is in the way, so, right? I can't, I can't, like... No, I would let you, look, um, there's going to be a couple of rolls involved here, and at least one of attack of opportunity since you haven't attacked this round <laughs> so um there's there's some peril associated with it i will give you either the sword straw hat and swordsman or the kung fu leg kicky guy and straw hat all right that's where i'm going i'm, I'm giving i'm giving all that i'm doing the kip up okay <laughs> all right kip up all right and then you, you run and you jump off the forecastle. Give me, uh, give me the athletics check. Rolling, rolling, the athletics check. The swordsman is going to strike out with his offhand sword. Okay. 26 on the athletics check. Very nice. Uh, does a 15 hit? A 15. My armor class is 15. I always forget if Ty is good. Yes, it, it hits. Ty does hit. As you uh, leap forward uh, in the air, kind of spearing yourself forward to, to tuck into the roll, you see the swordsman's left hand snap out and his his katana rakes across your hip, almost uh, slicing off one of your Echo holsters, uh, and you hear Echo go, not cool, dude. Not fucking cool. I don't come to your house and fucking try and cut it apart. <laughs> uh, six points of damage All right. from uh, from that sword slash as you then crash onto the deck. Oh, no, you don't crash onto the deck. How does Todd stick this landing? Because with a fucking 26, you're sticking them. Oh, wait, and that should have been an acrobatics roll, but I'm still going to give it to you. 26, how do you stick the landing? Oh, we, we do that. We do a, a, a flip over the balcony off the railing because Spooky Leo told me to grab the railing and I listened to Spooky Leo and then I just land it and I do a gymnastics arms in the air and I look to the left and the right and hopefully everyone saw how amazing that was and then I run up the stairs to hit him with my, my fire breath. Eldrin holds up a 10. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not sure where Spooky Leo got the card either but he holds up a 9.5. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't clear the sword. Had he cleared the sword, I'd have gone for 10. Fate's giving him a one. That's <laughs> about right. I don't know if Fate was from one of the Russian judges. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I moved my character to about right here is where I need to be. Yep, on the steps. All right. Because I'm going for the swordman and uh, the rubber dude. Uh, bonus action, engage, action, breathe out your fire breath. They need to make deck saves, correct? They need to make deck saves of 13. Oof. All right. Straw Hat makes it. He seems to bend his body around the flames. And so he's only going to take half damage. But Swordman, Swordman, Swordman is taking the full hit. All right. Rolling right now. Is it 4d6? Yep. 4d6 of fire damage. 4d6. 
46. If you do more than Fade's Fireball. What? Not even. <laughs> oh, no, so close. That far off. 14 points of damage. Oof, Sword is not feeling good, man. Todd, as your flames billow out and you, you know, you go take a big breath in and out into the flames. It's not just like a like a, a flat dragon flame. It's that weird spiraling flame on uh, on an anime show where it comes out as a spiral and then globs together and becomes a kind of a spinning tornado of flame as it consolidates into one solid cone. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it washes over the swordsman, just completely turning his gi and his skin and his uh, it, the bandana burns away in a patch, a little blonde hair sticks out. So he's completely charred, but still barely hanging on by a hair. And then uh, Straw Hat takes a, uh, a little bit of damage as well, but not, not as much as you would think as he seems to bend his body around the tornado of flames that stops short just of Moyle. Yes. So that is your move. The uh, <laughs> swordman spins around, lashing out uh, at you and at Baba. Actually, nope, uh, he's focused on Baba. Ooh, seven, does a seven hit Baba? <laughs> it does not. Does a 14 hit Baba? <laughs> it does not. Does a 16 hit Baba? <laughs> it does not. I am officially out of good rolls for the night, gang. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I told you you wanted to use him up on initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Zoro. Spins around in a dramatic fashion uh, and is unable to get his bearings. Wishing he had that fourth uh, blade in his cheeks because that fourth attack might have hit. That brings us to Frankie's turn. Frankie now clearly uh, can see fate. (laughs) Um, And is going to right up to him. He brings his fists together and just this loud crashing boom. Fate, I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw. Ah, shit. Well, I failed. <laughs> As a blast of sound rattles into your bones. Oh! Oh, oh, that's 20. Okay, cool. You'll only take half damage then. <laughs> I've been eating my Wheaties. Fate nuts up a little bit. <laughs> it, it's good that you made the save, Fate. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that would have killed him. <laughs> Fate takes 14 points of damage um, as you are able to, maybe the part of the ballista gets it. The boat also takes 27 points of damage as it rattles into it and shakes. You hear a a gasp and wail of hurt because it seems to have done a little bit of extra damage to her as that sonic pulse rattles and seems to be shaking bolts. Like you see like the door behind you dents inward and crumples in like a, a blast of forces hit it. And there's a slight cupping of some of the boards underneath you as that blast glass crushed down and like you sink down just like a couple of inches fate but you've managed to kind of bring your arms in and, and tense your body up and manage to push your way through it uh, only taking 13 points of damage so that's frankie's turn uh then that will bring us to leave us mine uh fate. yeah yeah okay that hurt that hurt a lot however <clears throat> i have noticed a particular opportunity to bring back a golden oldie oh wait Real quick, Fate. How many, um, how many, what's your total hit points? Uh, 41. All right, so it's what, a third of your hit points, or what's, what's the, how much? Uh, sure, roughly. Yeah, 17 is uh, exactly a third. Uh, you know, he took, he took 14. Thought he took 17, right? Yeah, yeah, sorry, it was half. Yeah. Oh, 14, yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, uh, you say 41? Yes, my total is 41. Uh, yeah, give me a, save me. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. I'm not sure exactly how I want this to go. <laughs> you had a plan all set out. I did. I did. Oh, it's a 13. Uh, 
it's your birthday, <laughs> so I'm gonna let you pass on that one. But we're gonna we're gonna document it. The way that this is gonna work is a, uh, spells that cause fear are gonna be a DC 15 save. Damage is going to trigger it by thirds. Okay. We'll call these chance rolls, and then uh, conversely, <laughs> healing in the same manner, like a calm emotions or a healing that would bring back a third or more of your points, make you do the uh, wisdom save to revert back. Okay, I like it. I'm with All right. Assuming it's not a full moon, if it's a full moon, you chance. Then I'm fucked, yeah. All right. So still, um, so yeah, um, I, I've noticed a uh, particular chance <laughs> to bring back a golden oldie. Um, I'm going to sidestep. I'm going to move just in front of Frankie. Going to in front of Frankie? I'm going to, uh, one, use my Shadowfell Shard to make Frankie worse at, I believe it's a strength save I need. Con saves. Con saves. Okay. As I cast Thunder Wave and give him the old make it clap <laughs> and try and blow him off the backside of his boat into the water. What's your DC? What's he rolling for? Uh, uh So he's got to beat a DC 16 con save, but the Shadowfell Shard gives him disadvantage, I believe. So nat 20 on the first roll. Ah. Ooh. Three on the second. <clears throat> so regardless of the damage, Frank is blasting off again as <laughs> like Team Rocket, like Team Rocket. <laughs> totally not the enemy we were referencing, but here we go. <laughs> as you bring your clap together, that same wave type of damage that Hugh now blasts off to him and he just whoop splooshes into the water, uh, drifting away, never to be seen again. Because if I'm not mistaken, he can't swim. He can. He can definitely swim in the in the anime. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the okay. Um, right. the reindeer are the one of the yeah, 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 one yeah, yeah. of them has a, a weakness to water. It is not. It is not Frankie. Uh, there should be a few of them. Uh, that's Fate's turn. <laughs> it's our boy in the suit. Um, seeing what Todd just did. God damn it. Leave me alone. Leave Todd alone. <laughs> you just freeze fire, man. <laughs> he jumps up and runs across the railing and then does that fucking stupid um, parkour side flip twist mm-hmm. aerial to land right down next to you and start snapping kicks at you again. Technically, doesn't he get hit by my fire? It's still blowing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not blowing. I mean, yeah, you can use your action the next round. It's not going the entire time. I thought I just sold it was. Okay. <laughs> 19. Hits. Oh. 15. Hits. No. 16. Hits. No. 17. Hits. No. Jesus Christ. Taking all that. Baba, help me. (laughs) (laughs) First kick snaps out and (laughs) you feel ribs snap as it connects for nine points of damage. (laughs) Spinning around back kick two, just coming up backwards kick, snapping up behind his head. You feel a jaw creak for another nine points of damage. So 18 right there. 18 right there. Todd's still up. Uh, Todd's still up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Spins around, brings that high kick down into a streaking arc right into the side of your knee. There is a dissatisfying crunch there for seven points of damage. Oh. I'm sorry, no, eight points of damage. Eight points of damage at 26. I'm down unless I use my uh, uh, uncanny dodge. Do you want to use your reaction to have that? I do I have to? Oh, wait, I can't have all the damage, just one hit. Yeah. Yeah, it's on one hit. Oh, you, you can let me have, you can let me have everything, but okay. Uh, <laughs> um, shit, yeah, I guess I, I got no choice that, wait, 
So 18, you just said that, that hit was nine? That, the last hit was eight. You would have it to four. To four. So you've taken nine, 18, 22. 22 points of damage. I'm all, I am already on death's door. What if I just hellish rebuke him? You could do that as well. I'm doing that because... Bold strategy, Con. I, listen, I'm, I, he's got another hit that's going to hit me, and that's going to kill me. There's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got another hit coming. At least you'll get the damage out. I I mean, it's not the bad. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Roll your Hellish Rebuke. It was a very crappy Hellish Rebuke. Wasn't that bad. 17 damage? 17 points of damage. Mmm. A deck save. Uh, that is 17 points of damage to him. And then Todd, you go down. I would let you Hellish Rebuke him after the first one. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna Spirit Shield the last one. Alright, let's Spirit Shield the last one. So it's well here's the thing, Todd. You cannot Hellish Rebuke and Uncanny Dodge. I know. So I know. You're at 18 points of damage. Okay, so 18 points. Which one are you spirit shielding, Bob? Are you spirit shield the first, second, third, or fourth hit? Oh, the first. Okay. So give me your spirit shield roll. It's already did. It's seven. Alright, alright, so that's two points of damage from the first hit. Nine points from the second, right? So eleven. Right? Uh huh. Plus eight. Plus eight is 19. Plus seven is 26. Oh, if I even if I have the seven, it's twenty three, and I'm still you can't have anything at this point. I mean, like you've used your you, you let me okay, so that's fine. You you hellish rebuke that that yeah yeah I know I thought you were gonna let me change it. No, no, I thought you change it once already. <laughs> I thought you gonna change, let me change my mind. I'm down. Todd's down. Todd goes down. Todd's down. Mm. Todd flops down uh, with a sickening crunch as his knee dislocates uh, as our pantsuit guy goes at that knee a second time. And Todd goes down. Eldrin holds up a, another card with a zero. <laughs> Where'd you get these cards from? <laughs> I got all the time in the world up here. <laughs> Our guy in the suit reaches out with his cigarette and just ashes on Todd a little bit. Mm-hmm. Wow. A tap, tap to add insult to energy. Oh, <laughs> that's that, that's Sanji. Uh, so, <laughs> Sanji, don't do me like that. Uh, that will bring us to uh, Moyle. You're up, sir. You got straw hat in your face. Uh, does he look pretty strong? Uh, yeah, he looks as strong as the exact level of strength as everybody else. Uh, he's got, he looks a little singed, like the edges of his straw hat are a little bit crispy, but he still looks like he's in pretty good shape. Mm, I'm thinking I'd better hurt these guys before I get to Todd, so... Help Todd! Help Todd! <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with a, uh, Toll the Dead on, uh, okay. Straw Hat Guy. Wisdom is not his best, it's a wisdom saving throw, right? Yep. 15. Nat 20. Jesus. I am surprisingly resilient, and it turns out I had some good rolls left after all. Helped. You should have just helped him. (laughs) I'm going to be king of the pirates. (laughs) That's your action. You got movement and a bonus action left. Could I still use a spell? If it's a bonus action spell, yes. Yeah, because uh, Toll the Dead's a cantrip, so yes, you could cast a bonus action spell. Okay, mass healing word. Five. So, Todd, you're back up with five. What is Moyle's healing word? Also, everyone, I, I get five points as well. And anyone else who wants it. That includes the ship. Uh, yep, she will absolutely take it. Thanks, 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 you know. I think we're really developing a bond here, Moyle. Yeah, I can feel it. I'll bet you can. Like the pistons in your engine be pumping. You know what they say? It's... It's not the size of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean. Um, so, uh, the, um, what, um, 
Why am I staying in this voice? Um, what, Todd, you're back up with five, uh, five hit points. Five hit points. Um, that is going to bring us to Straw Hat. And you hear him go, Gum, gum, Gatling! <laughs> no, no. Oh, not the Gatling. Not the Gatling. <laughs> and he begins to pepper, pepper Moyle with attack after attack after attack after attack. So this is going to be... <laughs> yeah, if you thought the Sanji's kicks were a lot... Uh, let's see, so, so, two, four, five, six. Oh, shit. Oh, so many shit rolls. Six. Oh, my God. Uh, so that's a dirty 20. Two hits. A 12, a 10, a 9, an 8, and a 21. Moyle, do two of those hit? Two of them hit, yeah. Okay. 13 points of damage as he brings his arms back and they just spring forward into a, just this blur toward it. Look, for a second, it seems as there's almost 100 fists floating in the air, popping and snapping and popping and back and forth, but they're just largely bouncing off your frame for the most part, um, not doing any damage, but then two finally have built up enough momentum that they connect into you and you feel something pop and crack in the rivets of your shoulder and then, again, bringing it across and blasting into one of your metallic cheekbones. It just crumples in a little bit as this rubbery, pulpy fist just get like somebody's beating you with a fucking racquetball and a sock again and 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 again until finally they pop a solid connection right in the eye. 13 points of damage total at the end of the day. E-Honda. Paddle ball. 100 hand slap. All right, Bobby, your go. You've got the swordsman at death's door and then the straw hat feeling fine. Okay, Mr. Swordsman, you came to this battle and you look like a worthy foe, but... I will have to end you now. I made a promise to be the greatest sorcerer ever. This really sucks, <laughs> by the way, as a convention. As warriors, we've all made promises. I promise to be the Oba, so I will take on the Pirate King. So I want to kill him and get to the Pirate King. I'm going to be the king of the pirates. Yes, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to have a good crew, and you guys are killing most of them. <laughs> all right, second hit. 25 will hit. All right. First hit takes Zora. He had one hit point left. Oh, okay. So finish Zora with your first hit. All right. I will, in one fell swoop, just like slash his throat and turn and do it in about face to face oh, no. the, uh, the pirate, the stretchy man, and then attempt to stab him as well with the 27. 27 will also hit, uh, and you'll get sneak attack on that one. So uh, as you lunge forward with that spear, give me your damage. Uh, as you are judging the severity of your hit in the straw hat, blood spraying out from his neck, the swordman sinks to the ground. Somewhere mysteriously, cherry blossoms begin to rain down from the area above them, and you just hear him go, I'm sorry, I couldn't. Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't keep my promise. And he slumps to the ground and dies, and then seems to fade from sight as if they, these guys were actually all mental constructions of a weird magic uh, divine area. So as I slash his throat about face and then lunge out at Straw Hat for 12 points of damage. Yeah, well, six, because as you stab into him, his body seems to stretch a little bit as your Yikola goes in. Wait, Yikola's piercing or slashing? Piercing. Yeah. Stretch a little bit. He's got resistance to piercing and bludgeoning. He's not slashing, though. Stretch. And it, it hurts him. You hear him go, ow, my crew, my special purpose. <laughs> And it hurts, but doesn't seem to, he seems to be slightly resistant to it. Um, so six points of damage to him. Giving him 13. Zoro is gone. I'll stay where I'm at. Spooky Leo goes, oh, oh I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Todd needs my help, but it's scary over there. It's just, this is a lot for the oh, Storm, Storm Lord. You see Spooky Leo disappear for a moment. And then a 
crash of thunderous lightning as he reappears next to Todd and this blast of electricity kind of ripples out from him and gonna do some deck saves for our boys. Ugh. Let me look at the damage on this guy. Oh, wow. Okay. Spooky Leo. These <laughs> all the healing you can get. <laughs> Uh, well, it, Spooky Leo reappears in a thunderous crash of lightning as just this electricity, this blast of electricity radiates out from him, which slams into, blasts a dude in the suit back. You actually see his skeleton for a second, and he stumbles back. The same thing, electricity blasts out into the rain bear, who takes a uh, solid 26 points of damage. Again, that you just see it uh, electrify its rain bear bones, sparking out its nose, starts flashing a bright red, <laughs> and then it just crumbles down almost as if it's melting in a heap and then slowly fades from sight. Uh, and then, Todd, you are healed for 13 points of damage. E. 13 points of healing, I'm sorry. So uh, you get 50% of that 26 in healing. So That's a pretty nice move. What is that? Spooky Leo's damaging spells also heal you guys. It's a special thing for Spooky Leo's an NPC. <laughs> he doesn't play by the same rules because he's Spooky Leo. Spooky Leo. Spooky Leo. <laughs> I've heard you all want to fuck me, and it weirds me out. <laughs> <laughs> Support our Patreon, though, and you never know what could happen. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will commission Spooky Leo boudoir shots. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Illustrations, not photos. Y'all don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Although we have been waiting for like a jazz cosplay idea. So what do we want to say? 50 patrons, jazz cosplays, boudoir shots of Spooky Leo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think we just found our, our switch to flip. Oh, no. <laughs> I have no shame. <laughs> what does Spooky Leo look like? Spooky Leo is a three foot five goblin. All right, so we got the height there. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah. I saw it coming from a mile away. <laughs> Happy birthday. He is a uh, a boisterous three foot five, dark, almost army green skin, pointy ears which curve up backwards from his head. You know, you, you've seen the other priests of the Stormlord in their seafaring outfits, and they looked extremely professional with seafaring gear, gear with those almost tricorn hats with that thunderbird plume sticking out, which is like a, like a, a plume of a large bird that the frills of it were actually almost like a metallic wire and, and almost seemed to pick up static electricity and provide some extra charge. Spooky Leo, however, is wearing uh, currently his cruising gear, uh, which is a, uh, a loincloth, front only, <laughs> and uh, Birkenstocks. So he's rocking some Birkenstocks and he's got his junk covered with his little, uh, with his goblin flap. Goblin <laughs> <Album> flap. <laughs> Does he wear socks with his Birkenstocks? No, I'm crazy, not stupid. <laughs> and I'm not really crazy. I've just been shocked a lot. That's where the vocal fry comes from. <laughs> Are we waiting for somebody? What's happening? I'm sorry, I got, I got lost in the moment of describing Spooky Leo. No, I just got the Spooky Leo got his heels off, and then we, I guess next in the order would be Jamie? That's, that's back to the top of the order. Chopper. Tony Tony. Tony Tony just died. Tony Tony's just got electrified by Spooky Leo. Oh. <laughs> Isn't it Usopp? Sniper's next. U Usopp's done. Usopp, I, Usopp's been going. Uh, it is our boy, the soul, uh, the spirit prince, I should say. Soul prince. <laughs> spirit prince. <laughs> Those dead bear eyes. No relations to the soul king at all. Oh, I think I found the position. All right, cool. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 
Where is the Soul King at? He's standing down by you and Spooky Leotard. So how come he didn't get hit with the... He was far enough back. He was out of range. It was it was just within melee, melee range plus from Spooky Leo. Oh, no. I think people enjoyed just beating on Todd. I should have just climbed up there with uh with Elgin and just crossbowed <laughs> like, like a little sucker. It wouldn't have done much damage. <laughs> probably true. Uh, I don't think Echo wouldn't have appreciated any of that. This, that's probably true as well. But I keep getting whooped. Like, they're just like, hey, what's that guy? Oh, Todd, take this. Not like the tank isn't right next to you that you can his targets you would think you would think that that would the tank being there would make them want to fight him it doesn't it doesn't make it fight him. it's all about positioning man it's all about positioning. you see him uh raise one hand up in the air finger pointed to the sky and he brings down his arm and just with a thunderous power cord and everybody on the main deck to give me a Am I technically on the stairs? It looks like I'm on the forecastle. That's what it says. No, Todd. A wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Fate, you'll have advantage on this because this is a charm effect. Woo! Mm. It says that I'm in the forecastle, not the main deck on the picture. Just, dude, give me the saving throw, my man. <laughs> you said wisdom? You know I don't like that. Oh, Spooky Leo fails. 19! There, there you go. There you go. See? All right, Fate, what you doing? I'm trying to decide if I'm going to counterspell this shit. That's what I'm doing. This is not a spell. This is an effect. Oh, damn it. All right. Uh, Wait, wisdom save throw? Yes. Yep, with advantage. Yep. Oh, no. Ooh, definitely going to need that advantage. Ooh. Oh, that's Ooh. not much better. That's not much better. <laughs> <laughs> Arm comes down, power cord rips out, and then the... And he begins to uh, start to lay down a, a pretty, uh, pretty fun, uh, pretty funky track. You and Spooky Leo are immediately enthusiastically and distractingly dancing, Fate, uh, until you pass that wisdom saving throw. Uh, you have to use all your movement to dance without leaving your space. Mm. You have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws and attack rolls, um, and creatures have advantage on attack rolls against you. They just running man in place, just mm. Todd. Don't dance apparently yeah it's that weird <laughs> uh like pirate disney pirate dance where we get the hands behind the back and they're doing that old school sailor dancing in place weird lord of the dance mm. leg kick dance oh it looks kind of good on spooky leo but it looks real fucking awkward on fate <laughs> oh no, no 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 fate's absolutely doing the carlton dance the whole time <laughs> oh that's right i am sorry 100 percent. fate starts to carlton hardcore or dance reasonably close to the carlton since that guy's litigious about it it's slowed down for this song but yeah he's there <laughs> no, I think it's full speed, completely out of tune with the rhythm. Don't t- don't all of a sudden claim chance has got rhythm. Fate does not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's his move. Spooky Leo and uh, Fate are under the effects of Irresistible Dance. Dance. Now that brings us back to the top of the order with Eldrin. Can I ascertain who the captain of the ship it was? Is who the other captain is? There's there's no real form of organization or command on this. These all, these guys all seem to be completely acting acting at random. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to just... I mean, the guy, that straw hat guy has been yelling, I'm going to be king of the pirates the entire time. <laughs> yeah, th- that, that seems like a pretty good, that seems like a pretty good uh, indication. So I'm, I'm going to be king of the pirates. I'm going to pull out my, my quoth bow and... Oh, here we go. And uh, look at the straw hat and I yell, uh, look at me. I am the captain now. And then I will attack him. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> that was not the direction I was expecting this quote to go, but... It was, it was, it, uh, listen, 
Listen. No, no, I'm not knocking your quote, though. It was just like, oh, okay, okay, well, that's a that's a much more serious venue than I was expecting. Yeah. But okay, yeah. you are the captain. That's that's the joy of the quote, though. It will take us some unexpected places. Roll the hit. Twenty-seven hit. Twenty-seven will hit. Roll your damage first, though, my friend. Okay. Because as the arrow streaks toward him, it smat snatches into his body, and you hear him go gum gum slingshot. Um. So he is doing what is effective his version of catch missiles. I knew it. <laughs> which uh not gonna be enough to reshoot it back at you, but it springs off into the ocean. He does not take uh, the damage from that arrow. Okay. Uh. That's cool. I got another attack. Uh, And actually, I'm going to use my bonus action to... Can I do a bonus action between attacks? I can, right? You can, but isn't isn't it a bonus action to engage the quoth bow for the first time? It says, when you knock an arrow, whisper a bitch in action movie, one-liner, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. If it doesn't say it in there, then it's not a bonus action to do it. Cool. So, so yeah, it. then I will uh, use my bonus action to planar warrior, and I will attack. That's a crit. 29, sir. Oh, there's the crit. <laughs> there's the crit. A lot of dice. Mm-hmm. We're going to need a fucking intern just to do Eldrin's damage at some point. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do for your broadcast internship? I added this dude's fucking D8s all the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> the first arrow, I'm going to aim at uh, one of his arms and kind of pin it to the uh, side of the ship. And then the second one, I'm going to aim right at his chest and kind of just use all that force damage to like knock him right overboard. <laughs> But he's still kind of hanging on because the arm's pinned. So he's just flapping around in the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for 30, 31 points of damage. Yeah, he, he bounces along the side of the boat, his arm stretching out a little bit further and further and further, like a He-Man action figure thrown out of the back of the bus tied to a string by an uh, afroed young Mormon actor, uh, and it, where he skittles around and skips across the water for a moment before his arm finally just rips and shreds, and he sinks into the deep. His one arm still remaining there flapping for a bit before it fades out of sight in an ethereal fashion like the rest of these projections. And then that brings us to Todd the Tiefling. Todd, you're up. Kiki guy's right next to you and so is Spooky Leo. Who's next to me? Uh, A dancing Spooky Leo. No. Anji. And your your buddy Kiki McKickerton, the guy in the suit with the, uh, who just ashed on you, who was more than a little bit upset that you got up. Oh, okay. I thought he was done already. I thought I only had to fight the the spirit prince. No, spirit spirit king is doing fine. (laughs) Okay. So right next to me is old Kiki Kicker McFacer. And I didn't like getting kicked to death. <laughs> <laughs> and now, but I'm back with vengeance. And we get we getting some some slice and dice action going on. Me and Dos Echoes shaking bake, baby. 20, 20, 27. 27 will hit. All right. Some a whole lot of dice on his ass. Yeah, go ahead and finish him, Todd. Who you motherfucker? <laughs> Listen here. This is this is what you get for killing me and thinking I was gonna stay dead. I don't stay dead right now. Thanks to my homie Sinbuki Leo and Moyle. This is for them. Uh, I, and then I just I take his I take his legs off. I, I, I start at the legs and then I go from the, the rooter to the tutor. I go just slice him straight up. Not the rooter. Not, not the rooter. Oh no. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Todd, I know there was a lot of talk about that other guy keeping a sword between his cheeks, but it'd be really cool if a few of these moves, a few less of these moves, ended up with me between somebody else's cheek. <laughs> but I'll allow it. Yeah. Todd the teethling. All right. So, yeah, he, he ah, screams mercilessly as you slice him from groin to grundle and back around again uh, before he finally uh, <laughs> vanishes in a, in a puff of mental energy. I still got some movement and I got a got some an action a hit a, a bonus action or another hit right or no I can't hit someone else with my offhand right yeah you can yeah I'll allow it. okay so I can okay. uh, yeah but here's the thing Spooky Leo is dancing in the way and can't get out of the way so you will have to either leap over you can we established oh. Spooky Leo three foot. <laughs> Yeah. Is a sensuous three foot five. So Todd can give me a good athletics check and like hurdle over him uh, and uh, and make it to the spirit king and hit him with the offhand. I'll allow it. All right. Athletics check to. If, if you beef it, you're going off the boat. But go ahead. What? Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that's, 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 no, no. We are committed to this course of action. Roll the dice. Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> you can't, you can't say Roll the dice. What? your money where your mouth is. Task here. Roll the dice. You can't say that after before. He's scared. I don't think you understand how podcasting or DMing works. Roll the dice. <laughs> oh my god. Let's go. Oh my lord. <laughs> oh no. A ten. Tell me that he's only three foot five. Ten. Oh ten is enough to clear him. Had you gone seven or less, you were going in the drink. But ten, ten, I will allow it. Oh my god. So yeah. Oh. You can. Well, you have a plus seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's impossible for me to go from seven yeah. or less. But that's, so that's, so that's good. You you go and you go to kind of put your hand on top of him and use him as the pivot. Not as smooth. Yeah, and he's jerking around and just like, but you, the drunken sailor, what do you do? The drunken sailor. I'll let you do the offhand attack still, but it's going to be a disadvantage. Give me a disadvantage attack. All right. Two attacks, take the lowest. Uh, 17 would have hit. Mm-hmm. All right, 24s. That'll hit. All right. And then go ahead and give me your damage and a dexterity saving throw as you get hellish rebuked. As I get hellish rebuked? <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. All right, I've got 11 points of damage and then a dex save. Does Todd have an extra attack? I don't remember. That was my, that was my, just my offhand. It's bone, his offhand. Yeah, his offhand. Yeah, fire resistance. And 19, which would give me uh, no damage for the evasion. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you see the Spear King as you stab into him with your sword, with this you're kind of stumbling, kind of almost falling forward a little bit as you bring Echo around again. The Spirit King rips upward on his guitar. Pyrotechnics appear from nowhere and blast out towards Todd. Todd somehow makes it work for him, man. He steps into him. The pyrotechnics and smoke now seem to be swirling back behind Todd, and you hear uh, Echo go, fuck yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Fate, you are up. Woo! Alright. Um... Frankie is also dead. Uh, how's a uh, how's a uh, spirit prince looking? But like he just got stabbed in the ribs. Isn't he? Aren't you dancing? Oh uh, yeah. No, yeah. Fade is dancing. So dance, 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 dance machine. Watch me get down. Watch me get down. <laughs> <laughs> you can make attack rolls at disadvantage. <laughs> I can't make attack rolls at disadvantage. I was like, you're just gonna use a spell, aren't you? <laughs> uh, a dancing creature must use all of its movement to dance without leaving its space and has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws and attack rolls while the target is. So yeah, I mean, if you were just to ca- 
cast a spell. Now, if you've got, I will tell you right now, if, it's, if it requires any kind of somatic component, that's the one that's movement, right? You, you're, you're out of luck. So it's got to be a verbal or material only spell. Yeah. Okay. So you can't be out there hand jobbing yonk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. I've got, I've got something for this. No, those arms are swinging back and forth <laughs> like a Carlton in heat. <laughs> no, I swear I've got something for this. <laughs> not he, not he, Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> Tongues all out. It's <laughs> <laughs> so when he got the when he got the black book. When he got the glow. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So. Um, I'm just gonna cast suggestion and tell him to jump into this ocean. Okay. Cause that's the only thing I've got this verbal um, material. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that is that is that allowed? Is he not resistant to charm or anything? That sounds like a charm. Uno momento, senor. That spell, the spell, and the die is cast. Now I need to look and see if skeletons are immune mm. to charm. Skeletons immunity. Exhaustion and poison, but not mm. charm. All right, so what's the spell DC there, Fate? Uh, 16, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, what, what kind of saving throw is it? Wisdom. Only has a 10. You see him go, it's time for me to make my exit. He steps up onto the railing <laughs> and does a very quick encore. And then jumps into the water and sploosh is gone. Hey, keeping this mid-show break really quick, check out Jamie and Harlan's other shows. Links in the show notes below. Make sure you head over to Twitch and give us a follow under GMDLcast and on Twitter at GMDLcast. We stream Mondays and then add extra nights. Last Friday had a really cool guest on to talk about The One Ring. Coming up this Monday, the hosts of the official D&D podcast to talk about their book. There's some really cool content that pops up on those streams and we encourage you to give it a shot. And hey, while you're on the internet giving us follows, why don't you head on over to whichever podcast platform provides you with your entertainment and rate, review, and subscribe. If you leave us a review, we will read it on the air unless you don't want us to and include the safe word rutabaga in the review. I don't care how you work it in. That'll just let us know that you wanted to give the review, but didn't want to be called out for the review itself. So there you go. Thanks, folks. Back to the show. Faye, just a reminder, you have six fingers on your uh, one of your hands now since you've used the rapier of wounding that you picked up. From, uh, as I was editing the last episode, I went, oh, yeah, that's right. And Yego's sword that Fate picked up, number one, is a rapier of wounding. Number two, gives him f- six fingers on his sword hand. So Fate has six fingers on one hand now, guys. Just a reminder. Oh, mm. there's no middle There's no middle finger when there's six fingers. Yeah. You cannot give anyone the bird. I still got, I can still flip you off with the other hand. You can give, you give the super bird, though, if you use two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it does it doesn't it doesn't mean the same. Doesn't mean the same. No. <laughs> Super bird, man. No. <laughs> Math does not work out. That will clear your last challenge with this crew. So you guys barrel along the inner current and uh, Segnezel is able to finally reassert control on 
on Gargantua and steer her gradually slower and slower and slower back out towards a slightly less radiant portion of the ocean. You guys still are going to have to go the long way around this point, which is going to take what was going to be a simple three-day journey and turn it into a three-week journey. Mm -hmm. There's more than ample supplies on the ship, but it's just the six of you. Um, Segnezel spends a lot of time tweaking this ship and and working and making notes in a journal, um, occasionally recording something into a mysterious box. Uh, Spooky Leo spends his time constructing a remarkably complex system of interconnected water pipes. Imagine if a hamster could build the largest hamster habitat that it would want to build, but it was in fact all bongs, bongs all the way down <laughs> and into one of the back hold areas of the, the, the ship. So not only does he have this multi, I uh, think like odd Magnum's fucking uh, crazy uh, fucking Kirby Crackle interdimensional fantasy Hadron Collider uh, fucking Mobius loop, but with uh, hash pipes. (laughs) And he spends very much of the uh, the rest of the trip getting in contact with his deity. He does move out of your cabin, Baba, but he takes those cushions and everything with him and rebuilds his pillow fort in his my sanctum scrotorum that he builds. What do you guys do with your extended time on the boat? Besides, level up. Oh. You will be starting the next leg of your journey up one level, having ding-dum-what from this. You all will be iterating forward one minor pentahedron power, and we'll get into what those are as um, as we get into the next session. But to close this guy out, what do you guys do? Each one of you tell me a little bit of what what your character does, how they find a way to spend the time, uh, if they spend it with another character, if we need to do a scene there. What do those three weeks trapped on this boat uh, mean for... Todd the tiefling. Uh, Todd's he realized he had that uh, that 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 arm imbalance. He's going to work on that. Um, but he's also at this point in time, he, it's almost pains him to see fate failing so many strength checks. He's going to try to be Fate's personal trainer for a little bit, for at least three weeks. So, so he, this guy is pathetic. He's he's got noodle arms. He's not hitting his macros right. He's got to do. He's he's he needs to work. He needs to get better. So I'm going to work on my imbalance and try to help fate. This is really funny um, because we were hitting level eight and there's an ability score improvement. And I was very very seriously considered going into my strength. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um, I am all about that because I also need somebody to teach me some uh, some moves um, because I've got this rapier that I don't really know how to use. So (laughs) also uh, me attempting to move that ballista to uh, try and pull off something incredibly uh, smart at the time. But um, it was embarrassing. Uh, me not, yeah, not being able to actually pull it off was uh was frustrating. So I need to improve in that weakness. So um, I'm definitely going to be uh working with both uh Todd and Baba at, at whichever point I go to annoy one of them too much. I just switch to the other. I'm I'm figuring. I'm seeing a montage scene. You're the best. <laughs> just trying to get him stronger quicker because right. everyone knows the fastest yeah. way is a montage, is a montage. Yeah. <laughs> right there is a montage and you guys are on a boat there's limited equipment what are you guys what rocky style on a boat on a ship training mr miyagi fucking training are you having fate do and if you do this well enough i will give fate proficiency in athletics oh all right oh oh i'm doing laps on the uh the main deck in the forecastle can't do laps on a boat up and down the stairs can't do laps on a boat sir todd is your trainer oh my fault my fault my fault okay okay my fault sir you gotta you got if you're gonna do anything you're gonna work on the 
parkour. So while the boat is moving dangerously, I am holding his legs while he is off the side of the boat as he does sit-ups to try to save his life, basically. <laughs> Todd, Todd, give me an athletics check. Oh! <laughs> oh, okay. That's a seven. I okay. thought it was a one. I was like, oh, no, oh. I'm sorry. I killed you, Fate. It's a, it was a 14. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a one. Fate, you're not sure if Todd was fucking with you going, huh, huh, trying to pretend like he's dropping you a couple of times or almost really did drop you a couple of times because it's close, but he doesn't. Wait, wait, wait. Can I ask this? Can I ask this? During these training montages, when he almost drops me a couple of times, does Chance channel and help me get through all this? Uh, give me a uh, wisdom saving throw. I don't want to see Chance. I'm just letting you know that. You might get dropped. <laughs> That's a 19. No, you do not shift. This is pure, This is all fate. This is all fate. This is all fate. Okay. Um, he needs it. All right, so I need two. I need two more good, uh, good exercises for that athletics proficiency. All right, what Bob? What's Bob got? And Eldrin too. I was going to bug Eldrin a little bit too on this. Did they offer to be a personal trainer? I don't think they did. Eldrin does not want anything to do with that. He's too big. He's with his own shit. <laughs> oh damn! All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, the, somewhere in that montage, Fate goes to Eldrin for help, and Eldrin's just like fuck off and <laughs> just leaves. <laughs> this, this scene of Eldrin just shutting the cl- the fucking cabin door in his face. Yes, yeah, slow closing the door. <laughs> <laughs> Shakes his head. <laughs> uh, so yeah, give me another Rocky esque on the ship using equipment training uh, move for fate. It's definitely some rope climbing on the on the crow's nest. <laughs> Fuck, why, why am I climbing the ropes again? <laughs> you you have to climb the ropes, sir. Clearly needed it. We've seen you fail at ropes more than anything. <laughs> you, you know exactly why. That one weakness. It starts off, you climb, climb in the, the rigging up to the crow's desk, and then just more and more sandbags added on to you. At some point, Spooky Leo is in your back like fucking Yoda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do or do not, there is no. Is that a seagull? What? <laughs> uh, one more. Just need one more. He does. He does like the. He does like the the hand boxing thing where like you punch the hands, but it's with Agnes. <laughs> <laughs> sh- sh- shadow boxing with spirits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Is she surprisingly agile. <laughs> <laughs> she holds the mitts very well. <laughs> yeah. At first, she schools the fuck out of fate. She's bobbing. <laughs> <laughs> she because she's a combat ghost. At one point, fate finally manages to cross out and and knock the ghost cigarette out of her out of her hand, and she raises an eyebrow and gives the slow yes. The training the montage is complete. Nod. <laughs> just a nod. <laughs> okay. All right. So just real quick, uh, give me a uh, strength saving throw with advantage, fate. Oh God. Okay. First one. Oh, that's not good. That's not good at all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just need a ten here, my man. <laughs> I just need a 10. Okay. All right. <laughs> the harder cards. Ah, oh, come on. You are the worst. <laughs> you are the absolute worst. That's a, that's a five. He has the inspiration to. Oh, you do it. Okay, so burn that motherfucker. Oh, that's 18. Oh, okay. <laughs> 18. <laughs> All right. I thought it was a four for a second. <laughs> so yeah, give yourself, in addition to putting, and this is very much because you committed to putting some strength as part of your ability score improvement. Go ahead and give yourself proficiency in athletics as well. All right. So Todd, in a very uh, <laughs> passive, aggressively generous fashion, works works with fate. Moyle, uh, I think I know what your plans are for your time on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Bone chicka wow wow. <laughs> what are your plans for your times with on the boat? Well, uh, so 
Since I leveled up, I look a lot better to <laughs> Gargantua. Well, I'll be the judge of that. You definitely do look better. Hey, hey there, fella. It's a calmer, sparkling moonlit night, not full moon fate. Don't worry. No clouds in the sky. Just re- you've reached a portion where the waves seem to be drugged down a little bit by the gravity. So it's almost as if she's gliding across this mirrored still ocean as the, the lights of the stars are mirrored into it. It's just a, this amazing scene. She uh, senses you kind of approaching the, the figurehead at the front. So, hey there, big fella. What, uh, what you doing? I came to talk to you. What what do you uh what do you want to talk about? I think that we talk about you and talk about me and talk about the birds and talk about the bees. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the birds and the bees, but I thought we could we could merge if that's cool with you. I've got some real questions. I've I've only ever known myself as this, and I've seen the other Warforge, but they don't let me interact with the other Warforge. And you know, you're you're kind of a funny guy, and you're different from the other Warforges, which. You seem like a little bit of a bad boy. Am I into bad boys? I might be into bad boys. But here, why don't you here climb up on top of on top of my the masthead isn't like a figure. It's like a big. She's asking basically to kind of go out and kind of sit on the top front, kind of facing outward of the the masthead of the prow. So you'll, you'll think this is neat. Check it out. Okay, you uh, want me to mount you, eh? Yeah, cl- climb out here. I want to show you something. Or okay, yeah. Give me just a very basic uh, acrobatic <laughs> shake. <check. laughs> Okay. Oh, guys. Ten. All right. Dad, that'll do it. Um, that'll do, Donkey. You scoot your way out and are, you know, legs are kind of dangling to where one foot comes down above each one of like where her brow ridge is. And you feel the ship mold up behind you and gra- and kind of lift you up and uh, clasp you in, Moyle. And then she, she extends out her hydrofoils and she begins to just pick up speed and begin to skip across this starlit night in this, this previously calm water. And you feel for a brief moment as your, she holds you up out in front of you you as the wind just rushes in your face almost as if you are flying i'm on top of the world okay as you say that you feel your consciousness yanked inward almost and find yourself in that vast open you're standing in like an inch of water in this featureless open uh, just expanse of darkness it, you know this is something when moyle first projected himself into the mental plane when he first had his encounter with rala shahs you were still you were flickering back and forth between dragonborn and Warforged. Is Moyle fully actualized as a Warforged now, or do, are there still hints of Dragonborn in his mental identity? I I, I thought we were turning this uh, warship into a love boat. I don't know what's going on here. You hear a uh, a voice from behind you go, "Yeah, I, this is this is weird for me too." And you know, you turn around and there is a normal human woman standing behind you, and she's got her hands out and stretched in front of her, and she's like turning them back and forth, and she looks at you quizzically, like she's lost, like she's like, "I don't, I don't understand. I'm, I'm the boat, but why when I am here?" Is you know, and she is a bewildered four foot eight. <laughs> Fuck me, that I'm gonna have to do that. For the- <laughs> I love how I love how that's become a thing. <laughs> Heights have a specific description to them. Every height for the remainder of this podcast will have a descriptor in front of it. That is my commitment from season two onward. She's a bewildered four foot eight, <laughs> dark skinned, um, hair long hair that reaches down to her shoulders, and these rolling dreads with this occasional colored. Thread work through them. Sharp, sharp green eyes in front of a a 
a fairly angular human face, uh, naked as can be, standing there, but baffled and confused. And she looks at you and she goes, I don't, I don't understand. You still look like, like you in your head. I don't, I don't look like me. I've heard other Warforged when they merge like this, they, you know, it's a merging of their consciousness and a sharing of ideas and feelings, but I'm not, am I, I'm, I don't know what's happening. Uh, maybe, uh, we should get a little closer and we could meld a little more into each other. So I don't feel like you're reading the room here, but we're going to fuck. Aye. Don't worry. We'll just, it'll be like at the end of the, <laughs> at the end of the scene, like it'll cut away and there'll be like some candles and some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think, I don't think we're going to fucking get really explicit on that, but don't worry. Scene, the scene ends with us mental fucking. It's like, I, I just imagined from uh, team, Am- team America. <laughs> no, no. Puppet fucking. <laughs> the puppet fucking from team America. Oh, they, they got very explicit. I feel like somebody took a mental dump on my chest last night. <laughs> so Moyle's new body loses its its psychic virginity. Did you have you ever been in like a space like this before? Uh yar, once before. It was me and Ralashaz. I'm sorry, who? I've I've never heard of it. I'm sorry, who? Oh well, uh He's a guy. He kind of looked like Cthulhu. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that is, am I, am I, and she kind of gestures, am I your type? Is this normally not, <laughs> am I not normally the kind of person that you go for? I'm, I just assumed I was really forward. Oh, you could be more forward. I'm okay with that. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. A little column A, a little column B from oil. I like it. Um, okay. Uh, but, uh, anywho, Ralashaz, uh, he was, uh, he was like a god. Uh, but you know, of course there's many of those around here. She says, well, look, that's, that's a lot for me to live up to in my first time to be like a God. I mean, I don't know, but I'll, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> so uh, it's okay. Uh, you're, you don't have to be no giga chad or nothing, but, uh, I'm sure you'll uh, work out just fine on your first mental fucking. <laughs> We're called it. <laughs> But anywho, uh, it's certainly not going to be mental lovemaking. I'll tell you that much. She goes, ah, and jabs you in the ribs. <laughs> It'll be like two puppets, <laughs> two heroic puppets. Back to the puppets thing. <laughs> we're going back to the puppets thing. That's how we do it. <laughs> Music crescendos in the background as the camera pans away. You hear, Normir, fuck yeah. <laughs> and we cut to Eldrin. Eldrin, wh- what do you do with your three weeks? So Eldrin has a couple things that he'd like to work on uh, as he is ready to level up. So one is that he's going to do some, some ladder drills to work on his footwork uh, because when he hits level eight, he's going to be able to move through non-magical difficult terrain without any uh, penalty. And then the other thing that he is going to be doing uh, is going to he didn't like uh, I don't I don't think I liked getting sniped from from that other ship. So <laughs> so uh, I'm definitely going to spend some time uh, working on my sharp shooting and going to be taking some long distance archery training out up on the uh, the crow's nest there. So OK, so you've got two options for this. OK, you can take pot shots at sea life mm-hmm. or you can shoot stuff off your teammates heads. Ooh, um, definitely number two. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> Who in the party is helping uh, Eldrin with his sharpshooter training? I'm too busy fucking. The entire three weeks. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, 
I just want everyone to know that Todd thinks Todd and Faith think they're going to look real strong, but Moore's going to look the strongest because he's been fucking a literal ship. <laughs> you know that scene at the end of the Philadelphia, like, is it the Phil- Manhattan Project where they're all melded into the ship <laughs> and like sticking out halfway? <laughs> That's Moyle the entire rest of the drift. Just occasionally, you guys will see half a Moyle sticking out of a wall going, Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> making Moyle robot O face. Um, and then he'll sink back into it. It is horrific. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> <laughs> no one can find Mo, but we can smell him, so we know where he is. Yeah. <laughs> you can smell him and you can you can figure out around where he is with all the thumping yeah. and the noises. <laughs> oh, he's in the boiler room. Certain rooms will just become aggressively more moist. <laughs> when for a moment you're like, oh yeah. it's just time to go. <laughs> there's just there's just a sweat that comes off of the, the ship. Um that is not sweat. Oh no. Um, <laughs> oh no. But okay. That's it's booty sweat. It's Al Pacino's booty sweat. Oh no. <laughs> it's condensation. Who's helping me? Who's helping me shoot apples off your heads? Not not I. Mm. Fate for sure. I'll just start doing it sneakily. I won't even ask for your permission. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In that case, give me roll me three to hits with the minus five penalty. Oh man, okay. All right. That would be a thirteen on that one. That would be a eighteen and I don't know what this is. That's a nat one. Oh geez, that's a nat one. If only one of those would have hit anything. Uh. <laughs> the nat one is what I'm shooting for. Roll me a uh roll me a D six. Oh no. That's a four. Let's see. So I'm going to go Todd, uh, Moyle, Eldrin, uh, Faith. I told you. (laughs) You are emerging from your cabin one morning. God damn it. And an arrow just smacks you right in the fucking chest um, at full speed. I was like, not your chest. You know, Eldrin was trying to shoot stuff off y'all's head. So this arrow grazes your scalp. And now fate just has that line down his fucking hair. He's got a line down his scalp. No. That will (laughs) permanently. Yes. That is. Good luck for you. You've got a line just going right across where your part would be uh, from arrow that that hair just never will ever seem to grow back. No, you can't ruin my dread look. (laughs) So. Now I got to keep the hat on. (laughs) Baba, take us home. Baba's kind of noticed like that Todd is slightly faster than him. (laughs) Oh, dear. So he's 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 working on sprints like all just straight up and down the boat. That's all like he's just sprinting and and working on some. Some of the actions that Todd does that are kind of cunning, he's working on those um, a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, he, he just take you take a one one level he's of rogue, a, uh, one more level of rogue. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's kind of doing all of that. So I think I think I, he th- he feels like after these three weeks, he's probably faster than Todd. Okay. <laughs> So Baba does a lot of Tabata running for the next three weeks. <laughs> uh, so you guys finally, uh, having taken the journey the long way around uh, with uh, more than a few encounters uh, that uh, happen off screen, you guys make it through the dangerous clashing rocks where the Byrons stand and spout poetry trying to lure sailors to their doom, past an island full of cursed inhabitants, like there's a locanth man and a white bucket hat and a big hail strong fucking orc standing on the water waving to you a little country halfling and a elf movie star the professor 
her and the millionaire and his wife. Uh, as you as you sail past them, trying to lure you to a cursed island, you guys blow past that. At one point, there's this huge volcanic island that you swear to God, you see giant flying reptiles around. You blaze past all of that before finally arriving at the port of Shaitan. And it is an overwhelming sight as you crest into the bay. You know, you guys have seen a bunch of different cities. You guys have seen the the stilt dwarves uh, of the the southern fens and the dragonborn holds. You guys have seen the more metropolitan Taliesin. Todd, you're from from Amsoon originally. You've seen the more military, very very well organized Orlin, where the Council of Nations is. Um, Fate, you've spent a phenomenal amount of time in the towers and college campuses of Noark. Eldrin, you've seen these these gleaming towers that appear to be made of glass and spun sugar, where these are bridges scrape back and forth against each other, and, and nothing still has really prepared you for the jarring dichotomy of the landscape of Shaitan as you pull on. It is what appears to be the traditional architecture of the city where there are these clay buildings that are not stacked on top of each other, but it's a large flat bay that curls inwards into a massive city. The walls begin at the edges of the bay and then scoop circling around, creating a a large circular city, not quite the size of Taliesin, these gleaming metallic square buildings that just shine with the light of the reflected sun that appear to be made almost exclusively in steel and glass all appear identically, rise up from the city, reflecting the sun back in your eyes and creating a J.J. Abrams-esque lens flare as you try and take the sight in for the first time. But uh, you know, as your eyes finally focus past that, you see what looks to be the true heart of the city. These these stacked, riotously colorful reds and greens and blues, clay and stucco buildings that are arranged in these clever uh, structures to allow uh, breezeways to be created, to allow the ocean breeze into what is a humid and um, very, very much more tropical environment that you guys are all used to. Well, other than you, Baba, this is this is certainly something that you've been seen before. Houses which are uh, lined up together with these crenellations on top have these broad roof gardens that spill down over the sides. You see what look like these um, hybrid spider people walking past a group of black halflings haggling with these dwarves that seem to be riding some kind of feathered donkey almost. You see these sorial reptile beasts of burden pull carts past and more warforged than you have ever seen. And and Todd, you're used to seeing warforged in Amsoon. You know, one of the side effects of Amsoon's military past is... You know, they were very much at the forefront of the creation of Warforged back when the city, the countries of Normoyer actually went to war with each other. So you're used to seeing them. Even then, they're not as common as they used to be. And certainly in other cities, they're not. But here you see, like, almost every third person is a Warforged. And whereas the Warforged you're used to seeing are are all unique, certainly not as unique as your boy Moyle or the, or the boat that you're on. But these have a very, very, very unique corporate look. Very, It reminds you of the guys that you met back at the licensing office in Kiko. Different shapes and sizes. Um, some to be, some appear to be like a little bit lither, um, a little bit more well suited to dashing back and forth and, and carrying the goods that they seem to be de- uh, carrying through. Um, some are bigger bruisers that are doing um, doing heavy lifting dock work. You see them offloading materials off the boat. Some of them have seem to almost have a built in appliance or two, as there are several working 
these strange food carts as these, you know, this this wave of cinnamon and this roasted pine nut uh, and, and just a, a wave of smells just kind of hit hit onto you, even overpowering that normal dank, rancid weight that, that all docks, no matter how well-maintained, have. And despite being a new and exhilarating sight for most of you, it's familiar to you, Baba. And at last, despite the strange, bizarre journey your pilgrimage has taken you on, you're home. Yeah, so that happened. I I really don't have a whole lot else. Just doing a quick abbreviated closure on this one, folks, since it's a bonus episode coming out the same week. I really just want to say thank you to all our patrons. Sincerely, all of you mean so much to us. And not just because you help contribute to the show, but also because you are engaged in our Discord and just the community that has has popped up there and the level of support that they give to each other. And uh, those of you that consistently show up when we stream or, or do other events. Thank you so much for that. We absolutely sincerely appreciate it. If you want to see what uh, what bonuses those folks get, uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash GMDL cast. And you know, if you can't support financially, we certainly understand you can absolutely still help out the show by telling a friend, family member, coworker, or interested stranger about it. Word of mouth is the simple is simply the best way for a podcast to grow. And we appreciate your efforts on that front. Once again, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time and hope you enjoyed the show. 